Trailer, I'm flossing. Huh. Them Hoosier tires glossing. Yep. Them cold kind, we're tossing. Right. They know I came to wreck it, yet I rarely bring out a caution. Get I hit the high side, boy. I park it for Brian Clausen. Uh. I do them like Kyle Welcome to Throttled Up the Podcast. Throttled Up will be a weekly podcast featuring Matt and Dustin. We plan to discuss the legendary Brownstown Speedway, along with other local dirt tracks, Eldora, Salem Speedway, and all of your IndyCar and NASCAR news. Don't miss an episode of Throttled Up, the podcast. Hey, Mo, are you going to win it? Yeah, I hope y'all brought some stamps, because y'all know I'm about to send it on me. Dirt, 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 I'm all about that. Dirt. I'm throwing dirt, 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 I miss that dirt, 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 gotta get back to I'm it. a dirt trackaholic, call it what you call it, Saturday night, I am so Kenny Wallace on that dirt. Welcome back to Throttled Up the Podcast. Um, exciting week this week, and unfortunately, I have to be honest and say that I wasn't uh, lucky enough to be a part of most of the week. Uh but it, but still exciting in my family. Um, had our second son this week, and uh, Alexander Philip Roller was born. Um, so I was not able to be at the Scott Patman Memorial uh, this week and was at the hospital, but very excited to kind of break it down. I've got a chance to watch it on one of our great sponsors in the FastLaneProductions.com. But before I turn it over to Matt to kind of introduce our guest that's here with us tonight, I do want to talk about those sponsors, and the first one being in the FastLaneProductions.com. If you guys have not, and we say it every week, but if you've not gotten out and signed up for one of their premium subscription accounts, you really do not realize what you're missing out on. Um, again, my wife went into the hospital last Wednesday. We had my son on Friday night. We've been in Indianapolis most of the week, and I was able tonight to to watch all of the features, most of the heat races, and catch up. So, again, it's not a substitute to coming out to the track. We still want you to come out and watch the track, but to but to catch up, to miss, to to fill you in on the wreck you missed or the the pass you missed as you were watching it. It's there's nothing better than in the fastlaneproductions.com. Our uh, second sponsor being Schaefer Photo and Custom Tea. 
Uh, huge shout out to them again. Go visit those guys. Their trailer right behind the grandstands there at uh, Brownstown Speedway. If you're looking for a special gift for a race fan or or just something to add to your man cave or or just something to take home. You can't beat what Mark does with all of his photos and the effort and work that he puts in. And if you get a chance, just just give you know a chance to watch Mark in the infield on a Saturday night and the the amount of effort he puts in to getting us great photos. Also, um, a huge new sponsor, but it is Brownstown Speedway. Um, can't say enough about Jim Price and the, the shows he's been putting on. I know it's been a late start to the season this year, and we've had some, you know, Mother Nature not playing nice. But once we've gotten racing here, I, there's not been better better racing that you can see in southern Indiana than what uh, Jim and Brownstown Speedway has put on. So we appreciate them as a sponsor. And last but not least, Kenny Montgomery with KMO Music. And, uh, you know, his him allowing us to use – uh, the the new single Dirt um, on our podcast. So before I, I turn it over, but Matt, you know, I've kind of been out of the fold here a little bit, but uh, a heck of a race a week or heck of a week of racing from what I hear. Yeah, and I'm going to, you know, tell you over there, congratulations on your your new son being born. I know it, uh, you didn't expect him this early, but, uh, you know, you got him. We didn't, but he's, uh, you know, he's healthy. My wife has been, my wife is still in Indianapolis. She's been texting me updates. He's eating well tonight. He's well on his way to being a, a sprint car driver in the future, <laughs> from what I understand. Um, he's going to be, a, a, you know, he, he was born at four pounds, six ounces, so he's probably going to be a little light to be one of those late model guys, but we'll get him in a good 410 sprint car to run later in life. Well, you know, we set up the, this evening to, to record, and then, you know, I was at the hospital today because my daughter had my first grandson today, so you're you're a new papa with a new one, and I'm a had my first grandson, third grandkid altogether, but first grandson was born today at, at 810 this morning. So. And a huge congratulations <laughs> to you and your daughter as well. So, I mean, it's 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 like babies all over the place oh, all yeah. throttled up this week. <laughs> but, uh, hey, let's jump right in here. A guest tonight, guy I'm glad to call my friend here, he's a... Uh, I'm gonna give him a little bit of race historian. He likes the you know the traditions of racing and everything, but also winner of this week of the Scott Patman Tribute Race out of Brownstown, Indiana. It's gonna be Jason Heyman. Jason, thanks for uh, coming with us tonight, man. All right, well, thanks for having me, and I want to congratulate both of you guys on uh, the, the kids. And I hope that stuff isn't contagious because uh, well, for one, my wife can't we can't have no more, but uh, we have plenty of our own. So. Oh yeah, and I'll tell you, the grandkids are way better than the kids, man. Yeah, I can't. I, I can wait, but on the other hand, I'm kind of ready for a grandkid. It's just a little too soon to be pushing it. And I said, as soon as we get, uh, as soon as I get a grandkid, I'm done with racing. I, I, and I, I, I'm going to stick to my guns. So as soon as one of our kids decide they're going to have a kid and I get a grandkid, I promise you, I won't be, I won't be participating no more. So. Well, I'm, I'm going to hope it waits a little bit longer too, because I enjoy <laughs> yeah, I watching your race. So. I think the fans are going to agree with that as well. They'd <laughs> well, like to see you stay in it for a little longer. Well, maybe some of them. Some of them might like to see me get out now. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> I know some of the other guys that raced in the Scott Patman would like to see you get out after this last weekend. <laughs> well, but. I doubt that. But <laughs> well, let's... Uh, what got you started, man? I know your, your dad raced, and, and you know you kind of touched that there when I interviewed you there on the front stretch that... You know, you've been coming since you was, you know, a little kid and everything, but, 
you know yeah. is that what gave you the bug was dad raced or uh yeah my uncle actually i think started my uncle roger Heyman started it way back and i don't know into the dates or nothing but it was a long time ago and then my dad worked on the car then somehow my dad got to driving and and um i was born with it you know i mean we i've been going to eldora to world 100 for let's see i'm pushing 41 i bet i've been to 35 of them oh I mean, no kidding i've been to a bunch of them yeah i love eldora so me too that's uh you know, I like going to Brownstead every night to work and watch you guys race there. But if you could say, let's go to any race, any racetrack anywhere, right. I'm, well, I'm going to go to Eldora. Yeah, you know. yeah, yeah. We got the, we got the, uh, we got lucky to get to run there. They actually let us run one time. It was called the Blue Collar Bash. And they just had it one time and it didn't go real well. Uh, but I think there was 12, 13, 14 cars there in our class. And, we went up there and got lucky and fortunate enough to win that. So I've oh, got wow. an Eldora Speedway trophy, which is really, really cool. So, Yeah, you told me that, actually, when me and you talked the other, what, two weeks ago in the pitch, you said you had an Eldora trophy, and so the rest of them, you know, was you – know, now, you got a trophy for this week. That was probably pretty important to you also. Then, Yeah, right? we got the check. It was cool. We hung it up uh, Monday night. But actually, one of my funnest races – I mean, it had nothing to do with the trophy. I guess the best trophy would be Eldora, but my funnest race ever – was in a hornet at the fun fest whenever we had like a snowball's chance in heck of winning this race and it was at uh, fun fest we got ready to pull up on the racetrack and a big old uh, rainstorm come and i'm i mean whenever we took the green there was water halfway up the racetrack it must have been a foot and a half deep on the on the down there at the bottom and we was running right through that and we won that thing and it was just pouring down rain you couldn't even see the cars was all the same color it was a mess i ain't even gonna lie it was totally a mess but a lot a lot a lot of fun I bet that would that about like the enduro last uh, last year at the Fun Fest because we raced those in the rain and oh really yeah it was unreal it was a few years ago and that probably one of my second favorite races would have been uh, we went to Peebles Ohio one time and uh, when we left the house it was eleven degrees it was on January second we get all the way over there it warmed up to seventeen well we <laughs> borrowed a truck and a trailer me and my cousin Ryan went over there he it was his bright idea to take these things over there and um we get them all loaded up borrowed a truck we didn't know the guy he failed to tell us it had heat <laughs> so we get up the next day and there's a little bit of you know a little bit of frost on the window start the truck it ran for like 35 minutes and never would never would get the frost off of it we drove like three and a half hours and had zero heat we like to froze our butt off oh well then we gosh. get over there we're running this race and it's two or three hours long we're halfway through it and it starts snowing you can't see 10 uh -huh. feet in front of you my poor wife sitting up there <laughs> scoring, and I swear when she got up, there was snow all around her. It was like two to three inches thick. Oh, wow. And we won that. Well, we won by three laps. So then we got in an argument because they said we didn't win it. Well, the guy that sponsored the race come down on the track and said, man, this guy won the race. Well, end up they give it to the guy that just lived a quarter mile down oh, the road. Imagine so, that. Yeah, I mean, you know, yeah. they definitely played some favorites to that, but it didn't matter. We went just for fun. And we had way more than the money we was going to win. We had that much fun. I mean, it was fun. My wife, she, she's not in on doing that ever again. So, But it was a good time. She probably didn't have the fun that you had, though. You no, know? I lost feeling. It was the weirdest driver's meeting. I got to tell you a little bit about it. It was the weirdest driver's meeting I ever went to. We get there. Me and Ryan was the only two cars that had roll cages. <laughs> uh, we didn't have no window. A guy actually drove his work truck there. He worked at Napa. Showed up there. Had his work truck, rolled the windows down, raced it, 
and you'd get close to this guy and he would like get out of the way i'm sure he was on the clock and you know he, he did his boss i'm sure didn't know he had his vehicle out there running the crap out of it but uh my hands would get so cold like you couldn't feel them so we'd tuck it i'd tuck it in my driver's suit and warm one up and then i'd switch off we'd drive one-handed because i was freezing but oh it, it was a good time that's you, pretty cool you have to think that the guy running the napa truck thought if i win this I might actually get a sponsorship from that. But. <laughs> yeah, it was it was fun. But the driver's meeting, you go back to that, this driver's meeting we, I was talking about, um, it was real short and simple. He said, thanks for coming. Last year, he said, uh, we had a car roll over. He said, the guy decided he was going to get out of it. He got hit, and there was blood everywhere. He said, so if you guys roll over, just please stay in your car. We'll get you when the race is over. I said, you got to be kidding me. I'm not staying upside down for over an oh, hour. No, I mean, no you know, this ain't happening, but... Uh, yeah, that was fun. And what what speedway was that? Uh, we probably ought not rat them out, but it was Peebles, Ohio, over there. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah, just they, for any of our fans heading over there on on a on a cold spring day. Yeah. So, how old were you when you started actually racing? When you got in the driver's seat? I'm gonna say fifteen. My dad, back in the day, Brownstown used to qualify every week. Yes. And they would lock the top sixteen fastest qualifiers in and then they would actually you'd run heat races for nothing i mean i really don't know why they run heat races because <laughs> uh, they lined you up how you qualified well dad would always set you know top two or three fastest qualifier and uh so the heat races didn't mean much so he let me get in there and i'd got to run and i remember one time we went to north vernon when we was racing over there and this is actually the first time i actually had to try i mean always before when we do it he'd always make me stay you know running back and just get used to it which right. was really you know i mean good learning thing for us but uh, yeah we got to north fernon and randy petro lapped me and when he when he lapped me he throwed the biggest dirt clod up there and i i got hit and i said wow i didn't have a clue what i was getting into you know and i felt like it was gonna knock me out because <laughs> but i'd never been hit with dirt like that before and you know now that i've gotten older i've gotten used to it so. oh yeah yeah but i mean you guys get pelted pretty much every lap don't you unless you're in the front yeah it's not it's not really that bad i mean it can be but i can just remember over there it was super super they had it uh super uh wet and oh, yeah. you know a great big oh i mean that thing must have weighed 10 pounds when it hit me it felt <laughs> about broke my neck <laughs> see i'm only about five years older than you and and i've been going to brownstown my whole life and i i remember you know when i was pretty young in, you know hearing you out there on the racetrack so that's uh wow <laughs> you know that's you know because like i said i started going well the first time i went i was five right and you know i'd we actually just a little bit ago when we was waiting on you to get here watched the youtube video of the, of the 85 jackson 100 and i was like i remember sitting there yeah. watching this race yeah. you know and i'm i'm sure you was there yourself so yes what um outside of dad racing is that the only thing that got you into racing or just the thrill of wanting to do it or yeah dad and my grandpa um he loved it man i remember when me uh when i first got started I could use. I mean, I didn't have any money. I still don't have much, but you right. know, I'm, I've I've changed my ways of racing now. The way I was when I first started, and I remember using house payment money to go over the racetrack. And then one night we done it, and we broke. So I mean, you know, that pretty much ruined that. I didn't didn't use house payment money no more. But uh, Papa always seemed to make sure we got there. You know, I mean, he there was times I wasn't gonna go racing, and he made sure I got there. And then I tried to pay him back. So that's very cool. And you know, it, it seems like you know everybody that we've had on here always reflects back to a family connection that, that gets them into the sport. And, and, you know, I come down there to interview and the, the funny thing I was telling these guys before you got here, I said, uh, 
you know, I come down the stairs in the grandstands. You were still over at the scale house and all your fans, they started walking across the track in the infield. And I hollered around. I was like, he ain't going there. And they're like, what? And I said, he, he won't go down there. I said, just stand right over here. Yeah. And then, you know, you pulled up there and you get out of the car and I turn around and you know, your dad's beating on your hood and telling you good luck. And he's proud of you. And, and, uh, you know, that's that, that family connection that I think really holds our sport together more than any other sport, you know, is, you know, dad's right there just racing the race with you. And he's right there to tell you good job. And, you right. know, me, when I announce, I do a whole lot of, you know, I'm a look at it through the eyes of a spectator. And, and to me, yeah. that was very, very cool okay. that, that, you know, your dad was right there and, and, you know, telling you good job like that. Yeah. Yeah. I was hoping dad, cause dad and slim was really good friends. So I was hoping to get him in the race. You know I mean? We wanted him to, to make it and, uh, he fell short of that, but, uh, yeah, it's definitely, I get a lot of family support. A lot of it. Now, dad, your dad ran the 37 before you started running. Is that like a family number or? Yeah. Uh, my uncle Roger actually had it and then okay. my dad got it. So we asked Raj a couple, I don't know, it was about a month ago. I said, where did the 37 come from? And he, his uh, uh, answer was um, when he first went to racing, I guess they give you a number and somehow 37 just come up and that's what he's always stuck with is just the 37. So, I mean, that's where, where it come from. That's pretty cool. And you know, it's a number that you, know, you go to the racetrack and you see it, you know, a hundred threes and, and a whole bunch of 14s, but you know, you don't see a whole lot of 37. So that's kind of cool that, you know, you kind of hold that number you know it's kind of your number you know and then you're of course your dad is 37h there saturday nights so. yeah well it's not really my number it's a Heyman number i guess uh, yeah, yeah that's a better uncle. way to put it yeah yeah, yeah. stayed in the family so and you know i i bragged on you there and, and you know i'm gonna brag on you on here that you do keep it old school you know you park on the front stretch you're closer to the fans and when you was a kid and i was a kid that's where all the winners went you know they was right there on the front stretch you know you yep. could almost touch them you know when you watched them you know get out of the car and wave and everything and yep i think it's better for the fans to do that they get to see a little more um some people might not like it i don't know i i kind of like to be myself and be different um but i can remember whenever i used to go to the races i'm sure you'll remember it also when the races was over all the trucks and trailers would pull on the front stretch oh, yeah. and they'd get paid you know they'd go down there i remember they'd come out of the tower from upstairs they'd carry all of this wads of money across oh, through yeah. there and have cops follow them walk across the front stretch walk over to the little white building where i don't think it's there anymore no it's gone but, but uh, they'd all go to there and that's where they'd get paid all the yep. trucks and trailers everybody pull up on the front stretch and and uh, so the guys could walk around and, you know, as a kid i'd walk around look at all the race oh, cars yeah, i just thought that was neat as can be man and back then you know these all open trailers you uh, know so yep. you know they'd all be pulled up there and you know i I was the same way, you know. They was, they were still warm from racing some of them, and you know, yeah. you, you could get that smell, and you get up close to them, and yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we used it, to have an autograph book whenever I was a kid. I was a little boy. I'd run around and get all these autographs. I still have it, and uh, <laughs> you you could hit a lot of people up out there, you know, out on the front stretch, and so it was it, really cool. You know, I, I refer to you as a historian because uh, when the Mounts family, we had that uh, that benefit for them. What was that? Two years ago now, or a year ago? I can't. Uh, two years ago, I believe you uh you brought the big indiana one door in for uh to be wasn't at auction didn't you bring it in the i brought the jack bob yeah, you're right the before yeah and the donnie moran no yeah donnie moran, Don moran. yeah and you know you th- i know the you know the jack bogs and then those that indiana one door up here i mean uh-huh. those are prized possessions you know for people like us and yeah. you know now the bogs door did it come off the master built car that was set down here yep yeah okay. right down up the road there it's it's uh it was in that show showroom it come off that before we actually restored it yeah and um so yep 
So was that hard for you to give up? I mean, knowing it what, was. What? I, I wanted to keep that for a while because I, I mean, I like, I love that door, and you know. Oh yeah. I was got to work a little bit on that car, so it was kind of neat. But uh, now you worked at Masterbuilt, right? Yeah, fourteen years. Oh no, kidding. Yeah, God spent dang. a lot of time there. You what be- What was that like to work at at Masterbuilt? Because I mean, when you talk about the history of of late model builders and things you know the masters are right up there with with anybody right yeah they're great people i mean i couldn't ask for anybody better to work for it was uh younger so um it, it definitely taught me a lot because my dad's way of racing was uh is definitely not the way i try to race dad's older and doesn't take care of his equipment the way i do i guess <laughs> right. uh he he would wash the outside i remember dad used to always we'd tinker with it on saturday morning <laughs> and then go out there with a the garden hose and wipe the outside off and that's how we went we right. race and you know heck my wife washes my car now i can, i'm very fortunate because carlos she'll wash on sunday i'll get everything ready she'll go out there with the pressure washer she'll spend three or four hours out there washing my stuff she knows we're picky and she gets every piece of dirt off of it wow and, and while i mow grass and and take care of some of the other outside things so right but you know you brought up you know your dad went like you but back then that was they all did that right you yeah know, knock the dirt off the outside of it <laughs> yeah. and be ready to go i mean you know that was just yeah now it's like a another job i mean you know oh, yeah um i'm very fortunate this year and i think it's showing that we're running better is uh i got scott hunsucker come on and he's been doing a ton you know i get to run around and spend more time with the kids as you know oh you yeah because i was supposed to be here at eight o'clock and here it is 10 o'clock we're doing this podcast now and uh apologize that's for okay all this, no so. don't apologize <laughs> no, that's okay but, uh, you know like i told you on the phone family always comes first and you know yeah we're, we're definitely both family guys you know so <laughs> <Obviously>. it's <laughs> you know it's uh, <laughs> new ones yeah i appreciate <laughs> yeah. that you made this night work because uh, there wasn't another night this week that i think was gonna <laughs> yeah, work so. so i'm i'm all i'm good with whatever so yeah well we have a track meet that had a track meet tonight and i have one i think we're supposed to have one tomorrow but i heard right when we got out of the car i think it, they might have canceled it so. oh really yeah but scott hunsucker spends a ton of time in the garage i bet he puts in 40 hours you know he works a full-time job just like i do and um he works on the car monday tuesday thursday we race friday saturday worship sunday i mean it's every day we work on the car except for wednesday and you know, I'll, I'll bring that up you know we got a lot of guys that We'll just show up on Saturday night at Brownstown, but I mean, you go to to Bloomington on Friday, yeah, and then turn around and race again on on Saturday. Yeah, well, we're trying to do that, trying to points race for the national thing again, and just see where we can come. I mean, no expectations of winning it. I mean, right now we are leading it, but right, I, you know, I mean, I think it's just because we've got more races than anybody right now, and um, I guess there's a glimmer of hope that I could, you know. We'll, win it but we'll have to just see after we get our 20 races in where we end up so right and but i mean it's going to help you out with you know peden jumped up to the crate you know he was always a you know a big deal in there and then then jamie wilson absolutely he moved to the modified so you know you was right there with them last year when they was both running the super stocks with you so yeah you know that you know i ain't gonna say you're you're gonna get because they aren't there but that's got to help you out a whole lot because those guys have kind of shift their focus a little bit so yeah absolutely um I mean, Not, I, I'll, I'll be rooting for you, you know. <laughs> well, I appreciate it, but I, it seems like Wes McClare is going to be hard to beat. Yeah. He's three for three at Putnamville, and then, you know, we didn't beat him at uh, Bloomington. Only, you know, they had a little misfortune with him and Hillman, and we got by both of them to get the win. But, uh, right. yeah, that, Wes seems to be pretty much on fire right now. So, 
Jason, what what would you say is the biggest difference between Bloomington Speedway on Friday night and then coming to Brownstown Speedway on Saturday? Uh, Bloomington provides traction. Uh, you you know, two totally different racetracks. Uh, Bloomington's high bank, more try to use more momentum at both places i mean it's definitely all about momentum and corner speed with what i've got going right but uh bloomington you it'll provide you traction over there the racetrack does and brownstown is so slick but now saturday was like perfect for me i mean you know it uh one and two was i went through one and two pretty much you know almost wide open three and four had a lot of crumbs and marbles and and um so we we had two different lines on different ends of the racetrack saturday so it seemed like some of the, the, the crumbs that got brought up in three and four, though, was um, you had a lot of guys behind you running really low, and I think they was throwing that junk up. Absolutely. Up That's why I moved to the bottom. Was, yeah. You know, on the, as soon as I got by Brandon and I thought I had him cleared, I went right to the bottom because um, under the caution when we pulled up on the racetrack, you could see the crumbs laying up there. And I said, yeah. well, if I go down here and keep throwing that stuff up there, it'll be hard to pass. I mean, you're going through one and two wide open. Yeah. You go down in three and four, and you keep throwing them marbles up the racetrack, and it'll be hard then we you know we caught lap traffic and kind of quit watching my guys next thing i know brandon's there then we had to caution they're they're jumping up and down you know you gotta move you gotta move oh yeah so under the caution i was like they're crazy and i got to looking and you know the racetrack had cleaned up up there in three and four at the top so yeah we moved up there and it you know because i was noticing that because you know you started up up high and then like i said everybody behind you started was throwing all that junk up and then you know it it has to you know you, you from the tower, you can actually see the crumbs. Yeah. You know, after you guys all pass the corner, that you can see them just settle up there. Yeah. And, you know, I'm sure you can see it from the racetrack, too, you know, when you're in the race car, too. So If you stay focused, you can, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> kind of lost it when I got the lap cars. I was watching where <laughs> they was at and wasn't watching the track. Oh, yeah, because, you know, you, you never know what they're going to decide lap to lap, so that has to be kind of yeah. sketchy sometimes. Yeah. yeah. How, do you, how do you go into a – and, you know, I don't want you to give away any secrets or anything like that, but <laughs> – but when you're when you're going into a lap, how do you attack a track? How do you how do you decide what line you're going to run, and how do you do those kind of things? Um, I try to make my mind up. I sit up on the up on the wall and watch the previous race and see where everybody's running. Um, and I didn't see anybody doing what I done Saturday, but I was able to run back and forth and check out both ends of the racetrack before we went out. And then when you pull up on the racetrack, you're doing your parade lap and, mm-hmm. you know, you, you wave at everybody. And under that, you know, in that time, I've tried to look and see what it looks like. So, I mean, that's why I chose to do the high side in one and two and then go to the bottom in three and four. So. Do you think it helps it out with – because, you know, Jim pushes those tires out a little further for your guys' heat race. And then before we start the features, he always has them pushed back in, like to expose more racetrack do you think that helps or hurts it that he he gives that track back for the features? Honestly, I think that kills the racetrack. Okay, that's it. Get all that does is whenever you, they get it cleaned off at top, and when they push them tires in, all it does is throw them marbles up there, and it, it makes it a one lane racetrack again. I, I hate when he does that. I wish he'd just leave it alone. So you either leave them, <laughs> leave them all the way in or, or out where they were for the yep. heat race. Either either one. That way, I mean, you got. I mean, if you're want, if he's wanting to change up something, run a water truck around at a time or two, knock that stuff back down. Okay. Instead of create more marbles, I think I think that just makes the racetrack horrible when he does that. And that question is more for me because yeah, <laughs> you know, I was kind of curious of you know what would you guys like, and you know, I ain't gonna know unless I asked you guys. You right. Know, so I, because I I thought the same thing. You know, let let them have it the whole time, or right. or don't let them have it at all, one or the yep. other. You know. Yeah, he's done it. I mean, he's done a decent job of doing that stuff, but. Uh, 
I'm just not a big fan of shoving them in because all that does is open. I mean, it opens up a groove, but all they're doing is throwing, you know, that dirt is better down there. Right. I mean, you're going to run down there and you're going to throw it up. Well, all that's going to do is just move everybody. So. Yeah. It takes away that top line. You end Absolutely. Up, you end up running the bottom and, and throwing all the junk up to the top. Yeah, unless you got a couple guys up there to keep it cleaned off. And, you yeah. know, like last year, we, we had the top cleaned off in this Patman deal. And Josh yeah. Josh was down there in that stuff and a lot better. And, you know, he just come up through there. And, heck, I lost it. So, I mean, it was. No, yeah. And was that running through your mind this year? Like, you know, when you got with that three laps to go? And it did, think, actually. Yeah, it did. Oh, it had to, I mean, because I, <laughs> I wasn't you, worried about it, honestly. On, you know, we stopped. And, um you know, last last week, Matt Botnick was just so dominating. I mean, I gave it everything I had last week yeah. and um, watched him drive off. So this week, we kind of went back to some notes and, and done some things and changed just a few numbers, nothing big. And then uh, we got to qualify. Well, last last couple years, I think they've done the invert. Yes. And I, and I didn't make it to the driver's meeting. Uh, they normally invert four. So I told them guys, I said, I think we're, but you know, we're, pretty much a top five car so i said we're gonna lift a little bit qualifying and see if we can't catch the invert so the whole time i'm watching qualifying praying i'd be third or fourth fast in my group right and we was second well after we qualified i was bummed i was like man i said there's no way i can pass better cars right that's just as good because there's about the heck you go up there there was 15 guys that could have won that race i mean yes. there's a lot of good cars there and uh so I knew it was, you know, if you got a couple cars, it's just a couple tenths different. You're probably not going to pass one just being a couple tenths different. Right. So I was hoping and praying I got the invert. Well, then they didn't invert. I don't know why, but they didn't. And uh, so we had the perfect starting spot, yes. front row outside of the second heat. You win that. You start front row outside of the feature. Oh, yeah. I mean, honestly, we didn't pass a car all night long. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you know, we watched it, you know, when we sat here and we were talking because Dustin hadn't, didn't get to go to the races and man it was just domination the whole night for you you know you went out front and well, you know car closed the gap and then you you gained it back then he closed it on you but i mean you was in control of the race you know all 29 laps well we run it we run the crap out of it that's for sure i didn't know if i was in control but i was giving everything <laughs> it had i looked like he was just a little bit better than me and you know it's uh i look for you every saturday just you know one i enjoy talking to you and uh you know because you talk a lot of you know you you know racing and, and i can i enjoy our conversation but uh <laughs> you know you told me a couple of weeks before that the heat race you was going to try one thing and the feature he's going to try another because yeah, you just kind of and you know and i could see that you know i knew you told me that and when you guys came out to race i could see the difference after yeah majorly you, different oh yeah and uh so i was you know it's obvious you did your homework and, and it paid off because you know you you want something that is very near to your heart there you know saturday yeah that was one race I wanted to win. Um, I think we've won almost almost all the big races. I've been oh, yeah. very very fortunate, you know, in my career to win what I have won. It's not been a whole lot for as long as I've raced, but we've won a lot of big races. So, well, when you roll out there on, I mean, you know, you, you got to watch it because you're always a threat, you know. And <laughs> you know, it's a like I said, I announced as a spectator. I was a spectator for years and years. For you know, I got the opportunity to start announcing and and. I guess I haven't gave that part of it up is, you know, right. I'm, I'm enjoying the race as a spectator the whole time I'm, I'm yelling at that mic and, uh, yeah, you know, and I was like you, you know, you said you was wondering where Matt was going to come. And as I was announcing, I was thinking expecting what you were, him to be there. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. You know, Matt's going to start coming, you know, up through yeah. there and you know, him and car was, they was battling hard behind you. Cause you know, Matt would get a surge and then like, he'd lose a little bit and he'd get another surge. And mm -hmm. you know, I was 
thinking what you was thinking in the seat of one of these surgeries is going to get him past, you know, a car that he was going to focus on you, but it just seemed like, you know, I don't know, maybe he missed it or, you know, maybe he was hitting the crumbles that everybody else was, you know, was also or something, but yeah. You know, I'm, I guess I'm just, you know, I'm glad that you got it. And especially <laughs> after I interviewed you and, you know, I've said it on here many times that I enjoy the, the true passion on those, you know, and then the victory lane, because, you know, a lot of guys get up there and they're like, you know, it's almost like they could hit the, re- the play button off a recorder. You know, it's week after week. If you, I want to thank my sponsors, you know, yeah, thank the fans. Thing. And man, you got out, you know, you got up on top of the car, you yelled and screamed and that emotion that to me, that makes my job fun then because, you know, you, you don't have it rehearsed or, you know, and just rattle off your sponsors and walk away. So, it, you know, that's fun. Right. Um, like I said, though, Slim, my dad and Slim was best friends. I think growing up. They actually built my dad a car, Patman Brothers Race Cars. I think they wow. built, uh, they might have built two or three. They didn't build very many cars other than their own. Right. Um, dad was got one. Dad got his first and I think only win in that car. And, um, but yeah, me and Nathan and Slim and Tom, I mean, we, me and Nathan was down there all the time. Right. Always, you know, in their way. I'm sure we was in their way. <laughs> and, uh, but yeah, them two was, was quite, quite characters. And then, you know, the the guys that don't pay attention, you know, it's uh, – you, you do a lot of things that are unique, you know, the front stretch, and then, you know, your your roof is shaped a little bit different than the rest of them, and you, you run your, your top number back on your decking, yeah. you know. and it, To all me, right. that that's all very cool to me, you know, yeah, that you cool. do that. So I like to try to be different, think outside the box. Oh, yeah, and, you know, I know you had the piece of plexiglass, you know, on the backside of your, your roof last year so you could see the number. and yeah. Well, that we had it. We had it. Uh, the top cut out, and, and then they told me at Tech that that wasn't going to fly. So I had to put something in there. I thought, well, you know, we'll put plexiglass in there to fill it in, so they I, could still see it from I, the I top. Like it. it was different. It was oh, different. Yeah. Bloomington let me run without it, so I, we had it zoosed in. We could go to Bloomington and take it out. We come to Brownstone, we had to put it back in. Oh no, kidding. Yeah. I don't know what difference that that little bit of half moon piece of plexiglass would really make. But I don't know. It doesn't matter as long as they treated everybody the same. I could care less. <laughs> right on. Yeah, that, that's a great point right yeah. there. As long as everybody's treated the same, there. So now, Jason, I know that you know Matt has said a lot about you being a historian of the sport, and obviously the I got to watch the interview with you and and got to watch on in the fast lane productions the race, but the scott patman meant a lot to you as you said i don't care if we win another race the rest of the year no life yeah. his life did you <laughs> I, say I did. life i probably did you know and you know i, I really I'm, I'm very fortunate like i said i'm thankful for all the races that i have won um which you know that was obviously the one i wanted the most oh, yeah. and uh you know we was fortunate enough to get it um national points racing i'm gonna have to win some more if you know if i'm oh, gonna yeah. stay up there you know but uh yeah, I mean, if I die today or tomorrow or whatever, you know, my life is pretty complete. I've been very fortunate with the the wins that I have gotten, so oh, yeah. and I'm very thankful for all of them. And and again, I I don't no disrespect to that because no. I thought you said the year, but that's okay. <laughs> I understand that because that feeling of joy when you when you've just won that is huge. My question for you though is. What are those major memories that you remember? Because, like I said, Matt said before, hey, this guy's a historian of the sport. What are those memories that, that drive you to be a part of that that history? Um, well, 
I mean, the memories, all of them. I mean, I, I remember, you know, me and Slim and Nathan, we went down to Kentucky one night, Tom and, and Stacy, which was Tom's wife, and uh, Slim and Libby. And I think my mom and dad was all in there. And they was in their old Suburban. I'm sure you probably remember. Oh, yeah. Uh, they used to pull with an old Suburban in an open trailer. Well, they'd have, they had these totes laid in the back of the Suburban. So everybody got ready to go racing. There was no room for me and Nathan. We didn't have room. But they wouldn't tell us, no, we offered to sit in a, in a race car. Because back then they didn't have just cockpits. It was a whole car. Yeah. We was going to ride in a race car all the way down in three four hours down in kentucky it was i think it was rock castle county kentucky and it was a pretty moment memorable night we we rode on top of them totes we laid some blankets down on top of the totes and pillows and we didn't have room to sit up because there wasn't enough room to sit up all the way down there and right. i'm telling you sound like a great idea at the start of the night but by the time we're about an hour and a half hour and a half into this deal we was over it i ain't gonna lie <laughs> you're just laying down the whole time all the way there it was horrible but it, you know i'd do it again tomorrow if i had to just so i'd go watch the races oh yeah we get down there slim's leading this thing he's led all the way up taking the white flag <laughs> and if i'm not mistaken coming off turn four uh is either taking the white flag or taking the checkered he breaks an axle and it was like a thousand wind down there and it was, I think, the same night he set fast time, and they was throwing, I'm going to use the word geos, at him, throwing rocks at right. him as he was carrying the flag, because he had fast time and just demolished him guys on, on you know, quick time, and was, um, they got to carry the American flag, he was carrying it, and they was throwing rocks at him down there, because they did not want to see some out-of-towner take their money, and he was going to. <laughs> Very talented feller he was. You be you being close to the Patmans, this is a, a little bit of history I've never been able to find out. Where did where did Scott get the nickname Slim Fast? Where where did that come from? Good question. I don't know. We have to call Nathan and ask him about that. I, I would actually, you know, because <laughs> you know, I always knew that's what I knew him as. You know, was Slim or Slim Fast, and, uh-huh. and you know, I've always wondered, you know, where you know we all know the drink, you know, the Slim Fast <laughs> right. drink, but you right. know. I don't think that pertained to Scott, but I would, I'd like kind of like to know where where the nickname came about. I'm not sure. I can't answer that honestly. Huh. That might be, yeah, we might have to find Tom or Nathan and say, yeah. you, you know, explain this to us, you right. know, because, you know, the hard charger that, the, you know, David Brewer won there, you know, that, that was, that's a slim fast award. So I guess we got, we ought to know a little bit of history about it since we're giving an award away with it. <laughs> yeah, so. we probably should. What, <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, you got, you thinking about moving up in any classes or anything before you get out? No, you know, absolutely not. You're going to stay right there with the super yep. stocks, huh? When Jamie told me he was moving up, I said, why? You got it. You, you come here, it's a guaranteed $600 almost oh, for yeah. you every week. And uh, I just didn't make no sense to me. He said, well, trust me. He said, if I move up, he said, I feel like you'll win a lot of races this year. He said, you'll get to the point where you feel like if you don't show up and win. He said, it's no fun no more. And I said, well, if I get to that point, I think it's time I quit anyways. Right. I mean, that's all my dad ever done was run super stocks. I've been racing for, um, I'm going to say, 20 to 25 years. And other than the few years I tinkered around with the Hornets, um, that's all I've ever drove was a super stock. And that's all I've raced full time was that. I did get Keith Masters give me a chance one time to drive a uh, late model, just got a hot lap at one totally. time. And then I had Rick Gum give me a modified. I got to run two races with it. I think we run seventh and ninth in that. But other than that, that's pretty much it. And you know, it's even back, you know, when when the you know the late models were just you know we just had one group of late models. We didn't have the crates, you know, back with with Russ Petro and Ray Gotti and all of them. But the street stocks, you know, what we call the super stocks now, they that was still you know a badass class, you know, back then. Yeah. You know, it was 
you know, the street stocks, you know, we, we've brought in modifieds and pure stocks. But, you know, the street stocks have always held their own, and, and it's always been another class that, you know, there, there's a bunch of butt kickers in that class. And Yeah, I can remember when I first started, probably in 95, I'm going to say, 1995, uh, when I got my first super stock somewhere. It, was, it had to be right around in there. But there was, uh, you know, what, we start 20 cars in yeah. a feature. Any of those 20 could have won. I mean, and you would run a Concy. You would walk away if you made the feature that night. I mean, you felt like you'd done something. There was, and I know in 2006 when we won the Superstock Special, there was 58 cars. Yes. 58 of them there. And, you know, we can't get 58 cars now, and I don't know why. But back then, you know, you had tons of, like you said, heavy hitters there. Yeah. You know, you'd have Jeremy Hines, uh, Mark Barber, Patman. Earl Plussinger, yep. Timmy Clark, Troy Clark. I mean, just Darren Davis. I mean, all them guys that was big back oh, yeah. then in the day. And there was, there's, I know I forgot a bunch of them, but, you know, back then you was really good if you made the race. And and now we don't have enough cars to even fill a full field. It, it's disappointing sometimes. What do you think has changed there, Jason? What do you think has caused that because we've talked a lot about with us starting this podcast is the idea of wanting to promote the races and promote you guys. What? Why do we see that change in those car counts? Well, it's, I, I feel like it's our fault. I mean, racers' fault. We all are competitive. We all want to win, and now it's like we just keep spending more and more and more and more, uh, more money on these things. You know, back then the cars was half as much, and now yeah. we're putting twice as much, and they were racing for the same amount of money back then as we are now. Is it the promoter's fault? No, because if the promoter don't make any money, we ain't got nowhere to race. Right. They have to make money, and I understand that. So we can't sit and say that they need to pay more because if we drive the price of their stuff up, then, you know, and they're going to go bankrupt. You know, I mean, I understand, and, you know, we obviously want more, but – if he ain't making it, then we can get an order to race. Now, yeah, like you said, if you drive his price up, well, he's going to drive the front gate price up, and then you're going to have, you know, because, you know, so far this year, the the people in the stands, now, now this race last Saturday was pretty good in the stands, but the week before we had almost like no crowd in the stands, and I, I know it was cold and stuff, but, you know, we keep if we start raising in prices up, like you said, we're right. just going to lose the, the sport. Yeah, you you're know? exactly right. And, you know, the prices now – it's hard for a guy that works 40 hours a week to bring a family, you know, bringing a family in. It would If you got a family of four or five, it's going to cost you a $100 bill. But the good thing I'm going to give Jim is if that kid's 12 or under, they, yeah, get, to, they get to walk right. in. Right. You know, they can't get him to the pits, but, right. you know, a lot of families don't come to the pits like that. So, I yep. mean, that, he's yep. got to pay for him and his wife, you know, and so that's going to help because. Yeah, that does help until they get to a certain age. And right. then, you know, by then, if they're hooked and they're 13 and they're wanting to come to their races, then, yeah. you know, like I said, just, and it's not Jim's fault, I don't feel. I, right. I, I blame kind of the racers. You know, we've all put so much money into this stuff and used to. Used to back in the day when we went, there wasn't the traveling series like there is you're, now, and I think perfect that example, yes. I think that hurts a lot too, because if, you know Jim, they do really well whenever the Lucas Oil Boys come in or yeah. your Summer Nationals guys come in, the, the the place is packed. Yeah. So I mean, it's not a promoter's part of the deal. I don't think. I mean, there's some things I think that they could do to. Uh, I think they need to get more kids involved, and I've yeah. I've ran this idea by him a hundred times, and there's so many things I think that they could do to get them younger kids in because 
if you get a kid involved when they go to school on Monday and they talk about the stuff they've done at the racetrack, well, they're going to talk. You know, every kid, there's not one out there that's not going to keep their mouth shut. Every one of yeah. them, you know, can't tell the kids what you're doing in the race car because they're going to go tell all their buddies. Next thing you know, it's all over, all over yeah. the place. But, uh, yeah, kids, they like to talk. So when they get to school, they tell all their buddies. Well, then all they're going to do is say, hey, mom, dad, guess what? Yeah, this kid done and you know they're going to drag their parents in and i think that would help um I, I personally think that would help if we can get more kids stuff involved but well i'm glad you brought that up because uh me and you had that conversation there in the pits one week and the next day i went down to salem speedway to watch the arca race and uh, when i get down there and sit down in the grandstands and look off to the right i mean right there sits jim price so i slide over there you know, me and him, neither one of us, you know, he's not promoting and I'm not announcing. We're just kind of chilling out, two guys watching the race. Yeah. And I bring up mine and your conversation and I tell him about mine and Dustin's podcast. And I, and uh, Jim looks at me and he says, Well, you guys and Jason need to get together and get something together. Well, I would love to do so, something like that. So <laughs> I, I've already talked to Dustin about it, you know, that, that we want to be involved, you know, throttled up, wants to be involved and uh, with you and, and, you know, with the idea of, you know, running some kind of dash with with the kids you know connected to a driver and something like that so yeah. you want to get, you know get more kids together as soon as we can get lined out i think it's going to happen so right you and know. there's more i mean i think there's other things they could do too uh you know like we talked about that's one thing we could do is pair them up with some racers and you know get the kids involved team them up with that run for just a little bit of money right and uh you know most of the drivers i remember randy petro good example he he won this race a couple of years. Well, it's been longer, a couple of years ago. Yeah. It's been a while ago when they done it. And uh, he'd give the money right back to the kids. I think all of us drivers, all of us have, most of us have kids. And we would, you know, like to see all those kids oh, yeah. come back. So, um, but I think they could do like a tire roll competition. Where, we did know, that last year, if you remember yeah, that. Yeah. yeah. I think, you know, doing stuff like that, they could do that something every night. I remember, and I know, you know, we're talking about this racing thing. Uh, and back to the racetrack, I think we we've been getting done the features have been starting and we're looking into down the sun you yes. know going down the back stretch that never happened ever heck i can remember whenever i was with dad we didn't get home till one two in the morning right from brownstown and we just lived right down the road and now we're done by nine thirty or 10 move some start times back because the car counts dropped give people maybe a little little longer maybe to get there or or uh you know something you know i would like you like to see an intermission before the features not necessarily for track prep but to do something like it have some kind right. of contest with the kids on the every, front stretch. yeah every, every night. week you could do something yes. with kids involved and i think that would help a little i mean i'm not saying it's going to change it but 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 you're exactly right but we need to grab the kids so we have that next generation that catches the bug like we did because <laughs> yeah you know we didn't catch it when we were adults we caught it when we were kids absolutely well and i think that's exactly what we've seen on this on this podcast is the the people that are still involved caught the bug at an early age you know and you talked about it you know even with me on the last one when i saw that red and white five briscoe racing sprint car and i'm a sprint car guy grew up at bloomington speedway when i saw that kevin briscoe's you know paint scheme that was huge to me to connect a kid with a driver, to connect a kid with a paint scheme early, that kid will be a fan for life. And that's what I think we have to do a better job of is dragging those kids in to connect with. So they go to school on Monday and say, hey, you know, 
Jason Heyman just handed me this. Right, and I used to give, whenever Brownstown would give away trophies, I like the check, I love the checks, but when they give away the trophies, if when we won, I always give them to the kids. Right. You know, I mean, I remember one year we'd done it, and there was, I ran up there, and I, I didn't expect to see, but about four or five kids, there must have been 50 kids standing there, and I mean, you know, what do you do then? You're going to watch, you're going to make one happy, and 49 of them is going to go away <laughs> crying. I mean, right. so, you know... I and like to, I like to try to get the kids involved. Um, I did know I did know both of the kids. Uh, I remember two of them, and they still have those trophies and and still love them to death. So that's that's very cool. And just like Zach uh, Burton, you know, in, in the crate car, he he gave that great big sticker away this year. I don't know if you, right. yeah, I didn't I know him. if he was getting ready or not, but uh, yeah, he was. was. You know, he had that big door sticker, and mm-hmm. he said, you know, just ask him what. Uh, he goes, ask him what's on my spoiler, and you know, I had to. Have, all those kids and i said you know whoever gets it right gets to go out on the front stretch with with zach and get his picture taken and and uh you know had a lot of older because i made it 12 and under a lot of the older kids i thought well they'll get it man that's a little bitty feller you know when i asked he said it's oh boy right. and i thought that's a kid that's because i said you know i didn't want no parents down there to help out because yeah. you know we noticed that stuff i want to see what kid noticed and you know that told me that kid watched the racetrack and you know and he, and he knew that you know when zach went by it said oh boy on the back of his car there and so you know they're trying there, and I know. Uh, um, oh, Isaac Rainey gave those mini doors out when we had the bike races. Yeah, that was really neat. And you know, so I'm glad to see that. And I think maybe we'd need to, you know, maybe go around the pits and start asking everybody. You know, can you? Is there stuff you can give that we can give back to the kids? Because, right. man, if they would have done that when I was a kid, I would have went crazy. Yeah. You know, over that because I right. was just, I was eat up with racing. You know, that's all I wanted to talk about and think about. And yeah, because I remember, I can remember going to school. I graduated in 89, and it was like me and two other kids were the only kids in the whole high school that wore dirt racing shirts to school. You yeah. know, it was like we wore them before they were cool, <laughs> you know, and, and, you know, we'd see each other on Saturday night with our dirt racing shirts on, you know, and then we'd go to school and we'd wear them and you know, everybody else like, you know, who are they? You know, they're, that's not NASCAR. It's like, no, yeah. this, this is real racing here, you <laughs> right. know. So. Well, it's funny you bring up NASCAR because at NASCAR, <laughs> you know, I used to dream about being a NASCAR driver. You know, that's what you wanted to Right. That's when you knew you was going to get somewhere as if you had that chance. And now NASCAR's kind of fell off and dirt racing's starting to pick up, I feel like, yeah. a little bit. You know, especially the traveling stuff. I mean, yes. the Lucas Oil stuff and World of Outlaws. And, and the, the sad thing been, with NASCAR is they don't even realize their sport's dying, I don't think. They don't, they don't, you know. I don't think so either. They could save it, but it's just like, why? You right. know, or, or, I think the Francis maybe have realized that because I just read an article. <laughs> You know, about an hour before we started, that they're looking to sell. sell. Yeah, I've yeah, I seen that. So I think, I think, in, I agree with you that there can be things to fix it, but I think they've realized it's dying. I think now what they're looking at is how in the heck do we get rid of this piece for the most amount of money? And the problem is, whoever they sell to, and that's not a knock on the France family, if they sell to Comcast or some kind of, uh, corporation it will kill it it'll, oh, it'll yeah. be the end of nascar right right well i think they're already i mean that's the founding family yeah it'll be know. done and you know now nascar's bought Ar- arca you know arca was kind of <laughs> like that you know they step in and buy arca up so you know they buy uh, arca and then look to sell everything yeah, yeah, that so, was just a that was just a a piece to to increase the price i think uh, you might be right about it. see i didn't know that france was looking to sell That's... i i just read that actually uh you know to throw back to our sponsors uh 
Nathan Bowling from in the com had posted the, that and I I read the article before that they are absolutely looking for for possible buyers for NASCAR. But but you are right Jason that you know the world of outlaws and the, the Lucas Oil it's growing. Yeah. You know people want to get back and you know Kevin Harvick, Tony Stewart, those guys are realizing it's all going back to grassroots. That's what people right. want, you know. You know, we was talking a minute ago about that traveling series. You used to you could go to Brownstown and on a regular Saturday night, and you can watch Bob Pierce race. Yes. Um, Dusty Chapman, um, you know, like Mark Barber. You, there was a whole bunch of good curry. Uh, you could watch a bunch of good guys. And I'm not saying the guys we got now is not good. Right. It's just the money that we're spending on these cars has gotten crazy. I mean, the, you know, the um, cost to run a super late model, you're looking at $70,000 to do that. And I mean, 40000 that's in the motor. Yeah, I know. Oh, yeah. And uh, so it's hard to go race for thousand dollars or twelve hundred whatever they pay yeah. but you're right i remember being a kid going over for just a saturday night show i mean you know it wasn't the jackson 100 or you know the hoosier dirt classic it was just a, a saturday night of racing and, and you had you know john mason was in there yeah you know like you said bob pierce would show john up gill. john gill you know roger uh, long right Ro- oh yeah i forgot <laughs> about roger yeah. and then uh you know you had gotsy and, yep. and petro and you know right. i've told this story on here before but when I was in elementary school, my family took me out of school for two weeks to go to, to Florida to watch races. <laughs> and we went to Volusia County Speedway, and that feature rolled out that night of the dirt late models. And in the front row was, was Ray Godsey and Russ Petro. I thought, we traveled a 1,000 miles to watch a dirt race that I could have watched at Brownstown Speedway. <laughs> you know, I've seen the same two guys. You yeah. know, so it's – and, again, that shows the quality of racers we have right here at Brownstown. Right. You know, they always say if you can win at Brownstown, you can win anywhere, and I think that's pretty true. Oh yeah, yeah, because it, you know, there's always been that that higher quality of driver. I think that that races at Brownstown Speedway, and I think it's still true to this day. You know, you look, you look at the dirt tracks around around this area. You know, that's where the better quality of driver is 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 over at Brownstown. Yeah, Brownstown's so slick. I think it or used to be so slick <laughs> that it uh, it taught you to keep your momentum up. And, you know, you go other places and you could carry momentum that the other guys never, I guess, got to learn. Right. I guess, yeah, that's yeah. a good point. And, and it's like, you know, we were sitting here waiting on you. We brought up the, you know, what was it, the 85 Jackson 100? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, we're watching them old cars go by. And, <laughs> and you know, he said, you know, Dustin didn't, didn't watch late models back then. So I'm like pointing, you know, that's. Well, a, I was born in 1985, Matt. I forget, Dustin, that I'm quite a bit older than you are okay. i was i just wanted to point older. that out that in <laughs> 1985 march 2nd 1985 that's my birth date yeah i was 14 <laughs> yeah but so, anyway you know no i don't remember the 1985 world yeah. 100 J- jackson 100 jackson 100 i apologize but the, i don't remember the world 100 either that year <laughs> yeah i was there too i bet you were too probably weren't you? was yes i didn't miss many <laughs> But, you know, I remember, you know, it had Jeff Purvis, you know, when he was in that race and, and uh, you know, Pierce again. And, you know, I, I can remember that 32 dependable carburetor car Absolutely. back in the day when Pierce would roll out. And it's, I mean, yep. when I was a kid, I mean, I just thought he was this awesome, you know, when he, yep. that black car with the, you know, those orange letters and white number, I thought, my God, you know, this guy's this awesome. Yeah. So, Jason, when we talk about, you know, and I, I'm going to, I'm going to throw this out because you, you said, you know, as Matt pointed out, that this was the race you wanted to win the rest of your life. 
and I get it. I've been there. You want it. I understand how much Slim meant to you and what that that race meant to you. But going ahead and letting you collect your thoughts a little bit and looking to the the future, what is it? Because you already put a time stamp on it. When the first grandchild comes, you're out of racing. What is it that you want to accomplish between now and then? And and I'm glad you gave us something that that hopefully someone else can control. And if they're thinking out there, we want to keep seeing Jason race. So hold off a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> but but what do you want to accomplish in that time? I've never won a points championship. Um, so hopefully hopefully we can get something done this year. Absolutely. Um, ran second. I don't know how many times. Um, so that's that's really about it. Is to go out and get that, that points championship. Yeah. That would kind of fill the empty spot that's there, I guess. Very cool. And and obviously I think you're well on your way and, and your your history there says that that you're gonna continue down that road. So I I think that's uh you know, from a throttled up podcast perspective i think you're our guy to to hopefully pull that off well i hope so i think i mean it's definitely not going to be easy i i know aubrey's running second in the points and uh she's gonna get a multiple uh share of wins i think she'll get a bunch of wins this year um and i think she'll be tough to beat she's right there knocking on the door every week and I'm and I'm glad you 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 know um, I have an 11 year old girl that she comes to the racetrack and and she lives back here in Aubrey Egan's pits yeah. and uh, she loves Aubrey and Aubrey loves her and uh, I made a comment last year I can't remember who I was talking to in Victory Lane that uh, Aubrey is getting ready to wreck the boys club of the super stocks oh she it, is you know it, absolutely it, and and I'm glad to hear you you say that because you know that girl is a racer you know there, yeah. there's been a lot of girls drive cars. But not all of them are racers. But Aubrey, right. man, she turns every lap. You I know. can remember trying to race Aubrey a couple of times, and I thought, well, she was good, and I didn't think I was going to pass her, and I don't believe I did. But uh, I remember we was running door to door, and I thought, well, you know, I'll try to shake her, and, and you know, I'd never touched her. Right. And I don't think we've ever hit that I know of, but I'd, I'd come up the racetrack and act like I was going to get her and thought she'd get out of gas because I wasn't going to pass her. And she didn't move an inch, man. Kept right on going. She's a tough competitor. And, I mean, each week she's right there. And so she's going to be tough. I mean, she already is tough. So oh, yeah. She's yeah. she's knocking off these top fives. She's going to be right there at the end of the year, on, you know. I, I'm in agreement with you there. I mean, and I'd be happy with either one of you, you right. know. But, you know, for, for Lydia's sake, you know, I'm sure she's she's rooting for, for Aubrey there. Absolutely. And, and I think it'd be good. I think it'd be good for the sport to Arby, you know, for Arby to put it in victory lane one time, you know, because, uh, right. you know, that's a whole different perspective that really the super stocks have never seen. You know, no. I, you know, I have all the lists, you know, the all time win list with everything. And, uh, there's no, there's no girl in the super stocks, man. No, None? never uh, won a super stock right. race. And I thought, you know, that's, that's just a whole different celebration in itself yeah. right there. You know, she won right. in the, you know, the, when we had the odd and evens for the fun fest. But right. I remember that. I, you know, I really don't count those as, as really feature wins. That's right. more like a, just an odd heat race really. Yeah. So, yeah. but, um, you know, so but I want to say, you know, and I say all the time that she's a wheel man and that's <laughs> probably not fair because I mean, obviously she's a, she's a wheel woman, but she is. And when I say she's a wheelman, 
that's the the utmost respect I can give to her because, and that's that's not a knock on who she is as a as a girl, but she can wheel, yes, and that can. is yes, the. Absolutely. I mean, that's not a that's not a girl just riding around the racetrack. She can she can drive it. I appreciate what you said when you said you tried to shake her because I I've gotten the opportunity to watch her quite often and and she's not afraid of anything she's out there to try and put herself in the best position her car will allow her to be yeah and since you said that it brought me back to this i think it was fun fest wasn't it? i think randy petro spun her out yes but she showed her she showed her emotions really quick yes to randy that she didn't appreciate that which was great because you know i don't know what happened i didn't see nothing i, I mean i didn't see the deal but i know she wasn't very happy with him and she wasn't afraid to show it, which was great. She stands up for herself, and that's what she needs to do. And I'm, I'm going to add on to that a little bit more. I, you know, when I'm up here in the tower calling the races, I see some drivers. You know, I'm not going to call them out, but they race her differently than they race anybody else on the Actually, racetrack. I know some people do. Yeah, yeah. And we probably are thinking the same, the same few guys there. But uh, but she don't give in. No. You know they, you know, because you can watch them go around the other guys on the racetrack when they get to her. They they race her totally different than every other guy they've got right. past before they get there. But she don't she don't give in, you know she don't give an inch. And if you right. give it to her, she's going to give it right back. <laughs> yeah, you know? I learned that right off the bat. You know, I mean she <laughs> and I treat her the same. I try to as anybody else. I mean, I don't give her an inch, but I ain't gonna. You and, know, <laughs> and anybody that knows her, yeah, she's a girl, but she got a very big dad that steps back here in the pits too. You know, he's so. a teddy bear. Don't let him kill <laughs> oh, you. I, I'm sure I, Dave is. <laughs> yeah, I know Dave pretty good too. But uh, you know, and, and he's got to be a proud papa to have both of his daughters absolutely climbing I'll, down in them cars. Yeah, you know, so yeah. it's a. Uh, but you know, you earlier on when we were talking, you were talking about all the guys that used to race in the super stocks. A lot of people don't know this, but mine and Dustin's secretary is Tim Clark's wife. Oh yeah. So uh, the other day we we were talking racing there at work and uh i will get the the win list i said i said debbie i said do you realize tim's only three races from taking the lead of all-time wins in the super stocks man you're brave because i believe right after you brought that up she said don't speak about that so yeah. I, you're brave <laughs> well the, the debbie day. i just want to say right now if you ever listen to throttled up that was matt that brought that up not myself because i i i need you well i was the reason i brought it up is because friday you was gone because of the baby issues i tell debbie that you know this is slim's race this saturday and i got ready to walk out of the office and she said matt and i turned around she said do you have tim's number in your phone i said actually i do she goes let me see your phone for a minute because <laughs> she is so glad that tim is, is pretty much retired and done with the racing but i said you know he's because Earl Plessinger has the most wins of all time in the Super Stocks, and then Tim is second. And I thought all Tim needs is three feature wins, Debbie, and he, you know, he's he's two behind Earl, so three would give him the lead all by his own. Uh-huh. And uh, she's like, "Dude, don't tell Tim that." She goes, "Tim does not need to know he's that close," you know. And I thought, you know, that'd be kind of cool. So you're yeah. really brave. I'm I'm impressed. But he, you know, Tim is a seven time track champion at Brownstown Speedway. In the I understand that, but I've worked with <laughs> Debbie for several years and. As as bad as Tim may be, Debbie scares me more. So, I, would you I, like to race one more race with Tim, Jason? Or yeah, I never had any problems with Tim. He was always real, you know. Oh yeah, another one of them that was running really hard and leave you plenty of room. Well, you know, he's he was one that he didn't want to tear his stuff up. No, so he wasn't going to tear yours up because he didn't right. tear his own up. So yeah, I late, believe that one hundred percent. But Monday through Friday, I got to walk in and look at his wife. So I'm 
I'm right there with you, Debbie. I'm holding strong here on the Throttled Up podcast. So, so when I ask for something, realize that I said that I'm with you. Who else would you that uh, maybe you haven't got to race with? Or you ain't racing for years that you like to race again. You know, it's I- yeah. a good question. I don't know. I mean, no. uh, you know, there's been so many. Nobody that I, nobody. I mean. You, when you get to running good you feel like you're doing something but then you stop and you look back and you know you had tyler kane that was dominating mm-hmm. where would you where would you run with him now if i had what i had now compared to what he had then right jeremy hines earl plessinger i mean you know just the, the top-notch people there i oh, guess yeah. and like you said tyler kane man he was yeah him and jeremy dominated that yes. class for you know the last few years but yeah when, thankfully they moved up so. yeah i was gonna say he's probably glad to see it when he decided to go to a crate car weren't you yeah i guess <laughs> and you know i talked to i talked to him um when the crates we went down to chandler and, and he told how humbling it was when he went from how, when he drove the super stocks and if he showed up at brownstown he was gonna go to victory lane to you know he never got to see victory lane for a long time but, right and i bet that is and you know now you're coming to your own where you're the you shoot Heyman's out there, you know, we're probably going to finish second tonight. So you <laughs> I don't know, know about that. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, don't you, know you got to be in the equation somewhere. I mean, you have to be, well, I you hope know, so. I hope so. I don't like think I'm that good, but you know, you're way too humble. Yeah, I, 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 I agree with that. Dustin. No, I, I, I'm going to call you out, Jason. I'm so sorry. Many, there's so many people out there. That's so good. And you know, you, but we, you're we, one of those f- that are so good. Jason. Well, yeah. Thanks for the compliment. But you know, there's just, there's so many guys that could do it. I don't want to think that I'm, you know the guy to beat i guess i mean we we haven't reached that point yet and i understand are. that but i do want to say that you know and and i probably shouldn't hammer on my guests that that drive all the way down to crothersville <laughs> because we're we're not master built so it, it outside of master built there's not yeah. much else that comes to crothersville but you are one of those guys that that are putting yourself in the position that when you show up to Brownstown Speedway, man, you got to deal with Jason Heyman, and yeah. and that's something to be proud of. Well, I take it as a compliment, but I but you you look at a lot of those other classes. You got maybe three or four guys. I mean, the Super Stocks. I can name off at least twelve of any U twelve could win any Saturday night. So I mean, yeah. you got to have a lot more stuff figured out. You ain't out running two or three other guys. You're out running. I mean, pretty much twenty. Right. I used to feel like it was the stiffest competition of any class out there yeah. but you know i think the crate class might be taking that over well, I mean, it's it, hard to do that in a yeah. crate class yeah I, but i mean you guys uh you know there's not one guy that's killing it you know it's right. it's any of you guys yep. you know and it's uh yep. it's entertaining to watch you know well, hopefully so. we're making the racing good so like we was talking earlier we can get the fans no, back I, involved you know I, i'm gonna agree with that I, I know you are you know yeah. jason let me ask you this you know as we talk about you have no interest in moving up, you know, in the, in the further classes in the future. But as a young kid growing up, where did you hope to end up? I mean, I know you said NASCAR was the was the goal, but where did you hope to to your racing career to get? Not, and that's not knocking where you're at at any way right now. But you know, where did you did you hope that you'd end up in a super late model or a you know, where did you hope you'd end up? Um, I guess, yeah, you probably would hope you would end up in a super late model. Um, my, our family's just never been blessed with money, and it takes a lot of money to do <laughs> Absolutely. that. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. 
And, you know, there's some people that's lucky enough to show their talent to, you know, move up and do things like that. And I'm, you know, I don't think I've ever showed any talent until maybe, you know, the last few years. So, and I wouldn't even say that that's, that's much talent. We've just been very fortunate in the last few years. So, uh, see, I'm all, I'm a, you're way just, you're just too humble. humble. No, yeah, you're humble. I, I'm honest. I try to be honest. <laughs> you're like this guy There's when so many, I talk about him being an announcer at Brown Sound Speedway. There's so. so many better people that's moved on that, you know, if they, I feel like if they come back, we'd be right back down to where we should, you know, right back down on reality. So, that, I mean, I don't feel like that. And uh, I'm, I don't necessarily know if that's a, that's true either. Some guys just, you know, maybe they drink a beer with the right guy in the right place, and, and they get the, and they get the nod to hey, come up and try this. And then, right. you know, I, there's been a lot of deals made in racing that probably the guy making the deal regrets he did because maybe the guy didn't pan out like he thought he should. You right. know, so some of that I think is, you know, some of them are great salesmen that maybe yeah. sell themselves yeah. a little better to, to move on, but. Well, working down at yeah. Masterbill for 14 years, I've seen a lot of that. I bet and, you did. A lot. And, you know, you, you see a lot of people give up a lot of things. I've uh, seen a lot of refinancing of the houses and losing that. Uh, so you got to kind of watch. You know, me and Jeremy Hines was talking one time, and, you know, we've done this a long, long time. And, you know, you got to watch how you spend your money Yeah. to continue to do this. You know, I think I've done it for 25 years. I think Jeremy's probably done it as long as I have, I know, or if not longer. Yeah. Uh, I think we started about the same time and we're both still going. And so you got to really watch how you spend your money so that you can continue on the next week. But, you know, I'm a, what I'm going to throw out to you is you, know, you didn't have, you didn't have the finances to jump up and be a super late model driver to travel. But man, we waited on you tonight because you was late. You use that a track <laughs> meet. So the things that, that you're rich in, are the important things you know and that's and you've already touched base on that you know with your wife and your kids and yeah that's what you know the racing is that's just a bonus in life and you know all of us in this room are you know we're race fanatics but you know if we didn't have that that core family behind us we we would we'd be you know this flat broken life (laughs) is is what i believe you know so yeah you know you you do very 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 well with with what you got and and i'm glad of that but but you're super rich with everything else in life so you know that that's the the cool thing right yeah i mean very very blessed with the family that i do have my wife is so supportive of this yeah she works at the racetrack that's what i was gonna say those that don't know she takes you know she takes your money at the front gate a lot of times you know she does she uh works there let's you know i get she gets one guest in free which which is me right you know which i mean obviously i think from the picture saturday we bring our fair share of people with yes, us sir so uh i think we count what'd you up. say you 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 had 200 t-shirts ordered and well, you that, got 10 left i would say somewhere around 10 there might have been 12 left in there i know we've yeah, sold which four hurts me because <laughs> i was gonna hit you up later about a t-shirt but but that, sure we can take care of it no we'll take we'll, we'll talk about that later because you you've already set the stage that there aren't t-shirts left because i'm in big boy sizes so it i, I got big boy sizes left all right well then we can we'll talk <laughs> after this seems is done. like the small ones went really quick i don't know why because i ordered i uh, thought the big ones would go fast but. well yeah the i thought uh, most of us big boys show up to the racetrack <laughs> yeah i did too hey be, before we do run out of time though uh take his time to, to shout out your sponsors you do have on the car i know uh you talk there that you know curtis kaiser great big sponsor for you He's got curtis big... is a huge sponsor he does a lot for me you know he he designed a car him and 
him and his wife Darla, you know, they designed a car. He he was responsible for getting all the T-shirts. So he does a lot throughout the year. Oh yeah. Plus he he put a lot up front too, you know, starting off, and uh, then it's just the continued support he gives throughout the year. But then uh, we also have Jason Ayers Trucking, and Jan Tuttle with the JEH, Wes Hartley with Hartley Trucking, um, Tyler Kane. Like I said, Tyler moved on, and he passed some a lot, all of his knowledge down. <laughs> you know, I used to put a lot of his bodies on, and um, so he he helped me out a ton to get to where I am now. Uh, TSR Race Cars with Todd Snyder, the Bluebird Cafe down in Valonia, Indiana and um can't be can't beat the bluebird i just want to point that out <laughs> no you can go down there and get you a cold beer after the races it's right yeah, there in there's Real nothing close. better than the bluebird in bologna <laughs> right and then we have travis kern uh the race engineer it, was, it runs great he's you know i started off like a like you know earlier we we was down at the bottom of the list we was never anybody and travis would walk by and always hey, man you're doing all right with the with everything you need help with whatever so he was he's always been right there for me anytime i've had any problems um which is very few so um the speaker family farms come on board a little bit this year bought some tires so cool um yeah everything's going great we used to have we used to have lucas hoyle as a sponsor and kind of lost him this year but uh that was that was big so and then um pranger heating and air and you know you you know, you listed a long list there, and because you guys are only running for what six hundred dollars to win, I mean, yeah, I'm sure Jason Heyman couldn't couldn't have that race car for one for all them guys on the car, right? You know? I know. I mean, I caught on. You know, six hundred bucks to win. It doesn't sound like much, but if you go other places and race, now I mean, I know Vernon's paying six hundred. Also, you go to the Bloomington is six hundred, but if you venture out and go other places, this area right here has the best payout of anybody around i'm I'm not sure what brownstown pays to start i think it's uh, and i'm going to be wrong i think it's 65 dollars. you know and you you go to bloomington and they pay a little more to start but our area has the best paying payout if you go to putnamville you're i think you're only racing for 400 dollars up there oh, no kidding it ain't it's not not like we have here and right. you know you go venture out to some of these places and you realize real quick just how fortunate we have it here so that's that's awesome Yep. And those listening that don't know who Curtis Kaiser is, that is Pewter Hall Banquet Hall there Absolutely. in Brownstown. Yep. And uh, fabulous place. I know that's where, you know, the racetrack has their banquet every year. And yeah. It's where I have my wedding reception. <laughs> Give a shout out to Cowboy. He helps a lot of racers out yeah, here. Yes. And he, uh, let's see, we won the Superstock feature. Brandon Carr runs second. He's sponsored by Pewter Hall. Uh, Tyler Kane, he won the crates. He's sponsored by Pewter yeah. Hall. Derek Clegg won the. Uh, uh, he stocks. won the pure stocks he's sponsored by pewter hall and jeremy owens uh, did he ended up fourth or fourth fifth? fourth yeah and he's sponsored by pewter hall so curtis helps out a lot of people you know he's all about the racing community oh, yeah. awesome so, he uh, and he sponsors the entire pure stock class uh, yeah absolutely and you know he uh before the the pure stock feature started he you know he was down the infield and he called up to the tower and he said Hey, for the race starts, whoever finishes tenth, I'm gonna give a bonus to. Yeah, you know, we was down there in the grandstand, or we was down there in the pits that night, and he came up, and I think he asked one of my kids. He said, "Pick a number between one and 20. And then so they were like, "What?" He goes, "Pick a number between one and 20. 
And he said, 10? He goes, there it is. Yeah. So that's where he came up with a 10 at, I think. And Ali Egan ended up finishing 10. So Absolutely. I, I, Ali got the bonus yeah. out of that, you know. So it, uh, but, you know, Curtis, he had the bounty last year where if, if the heat race winners, you know, when they run the right. heat race, if they volunteer for the tail, he had a bonus that he added $100 to every week. And, right. uh, you know, we had Zach Stalker on the show, and Zach wanted to take it, but he was afraid Rivers, you know, if Rivers didn't right. go back with him, that he didn't have a chance. So he, yeah. he never took it. So well, I, a, I understand that. So it's uh, but you know, I, I do got it. And I talked to Curtis Saturday and, and he's going to come on the podcast because that is a man that supports local racing at you know the, the most he can, you know, yep. and it's, he's, a, he's a great ambassador to the sport and uh, you know, he's another one I want to get on here and give a shout yep. out to. So. Right. Yep. Well, Jason, we're at about a, an hour and 15 minutes and I want to give you a chance. I know you've already <laughs> shout out your sponsors, but what about those other people that that help you get there i know you talked about your wife who are the other people that help you get to the track outside of those sponsors well my wife's the, you know she's she's big in it and my kids they seem to come out and do anything i ask for but uh the, scott hunsucker man he's there like i said he's there monday tuesday thursday <laughs> and he's with me friday and saturday so i mean he's there five out of the seven days wow and, and you know he would be there sunday if if i asked him to i know he would <laughs> but he spends wednesdays wednesday night with his family and he you know we just chose wednesday night to spend with the the family so he, scott hunsucker and then zach pranger's down he's down three or four nights a week uh he, he's down there helping while i'm out running around to the kids <laughs> track meets and this that and the other you know he you know the kids all are involved in sports so anytime i get out i don't get to spend as much time working on the race cars i used to them guys have took over and and do a wonderful job levi loki was racing yeah he's kind of like we talked about it got so expensive he kind of set out this year and he's chose to help me for a while um so i've got three of the best people in the world i feel like that would do anything for me and you know when you climb down in you know you've got everything's perfect right you know, there's not a rivet missed. There's not any bolt that didn't get checked. And Scott's super picky on stuff like that, which is awesome because, you know, when you get down in your mind's at ease, you just yeah, yeah. get to sit and enjoy. And it's showing, you know. Because, Absolutely. You know. And hopefully we can keep going with it oh, yeah. as long as, you know, racetrack don't change a whole lot. Right. Because you know, when oh, it gets yeah. that crummy stuff, it's hard to pass. <laughs> I mean, you know, so. Yeah. Well, Jason, thank you so much for coming down and you know i know you've talked about your the the uh track meet but don't don't stress <laughs> that one bit we appreciate you coming down and it's we're out in the middle of nowhere but we appreciate the dirt track racing that's going on at brownstown speedway and we're really excited to have the chance to have you on as a guest well thanks for having me and once again sorry it was so late we were supposed to have been here two hours ago and running way behind but uh yeah, we got stuck watching a boy track me, which was great because he, he, it was a conference. He made it and he ran really, really well. Good deal. Good awesome. deal. And just a reminder of the listeners uh, no racing this Saturday night. Uh, Brownstown taking the weekend off, but coming back on the 19th, it will be the Donruss tribute race. So big night for the pure stocks that night absolutely we still plan to have an episode out between yes the weekend off and the uh don Russ tribute race um which is perfect for me again and and perfect for you yes you know new grandfather to a baby boy 
me. I got to get my wife and child home here this week. Um, they're not here tonight. I'm I'm a little lost without everybody, but we'll get them home and get through the weekend and then be ready to go for the Don Rest. So we will definitely have a preview, ra- uh, pre- preview episode prior to the race uh, for the Don Rest. Sounds good. All right, everybody. Hey, Jason, again, thank you so much for being here. All right, well, thanks for having me. Appreciate it. It was kind of fun. I'm from this dirt, 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 dirt. I'm all about that dirt, 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 dirt. I'm throwing dirt, 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 dirt. I miss that dirt, dirt, dirt. Gotta get back to I'm a dirt trackaholic. Call it what you call it. Saturday night, I am so Kenny Wallace on that dirt, 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 dirt. I miss that dirt, dirt. Gotta get back to it I've been the Kenny Wallace of the rap game Ever since I hit him with that dirt track thing Now nationwide, everybody knows my name They're like, mama, that's Kenny Montgomery He sings that song we like Yeah, boy, that's me Roll out the trailer, I'm flossing Them Hoosier tires glossing Them cold kind, we're tossing They know I came to wreck it Yet I rarely bring out a caution I hit the high side Boy, I park it for Brian Clausen I do them like Kyle Larson Watch me throw them sliders Party in victory lane And y'all boys ain't invited Your mama gets excited When I pull up to unload Even your grandpa talking about Man, that boy too cold We don't sit on 24s We don't ride on spinners I'm posted up on them 15s With platinum dirt defenders Got kids up in my window like Hey, Mo, are you gonna win it? Yeah, I hope y'all brought some stamps Cause y'all know I'm about to send it on me Dirt, dirt I'm all about that dirt, 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 dirt. I'm throwing dirt, 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 dirt. I miss that dirt, dirt, dirt. Gotta get back to I'm it. I'm a dirt trackaholic. Call it what you call it. Saturday night, I am so Kenny Wallace on that dirt, 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 dirt. I miss that dirt, dirt, dirt. Gotta get back to it. I just won hot laps for the third week. Lil Dave said he thinks we're in the first heat. So I go and check the board on my bike, sitting outside pole. Y'all know what it's looking like. Uh W, W, that's another George W. Hit him with that half a lap, like, dang, what gear you running in? And where'd you get that fire suit? Man, I like that stitching. Velocity USA, hey, just tell Brad that I sent you. I'm shining like I'm rubbered up, and I'm smiling for the pics. Y'all boys be looking tacky while I stay looking slick. Four new rims, no new friends. They never know what I'm planning. And mama just gave me them eyes like, dang, baby, you looking handsome. We pray and sing the anthem. Nobody takes a knee. We stop and show respect because we're all proud to be. From the land of the free and the home of the brave, y'all better wake up and get it. We're making America great again. Let's all go out and kick it on there. Dirt, 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 dirt. I'm all about that. Dirt, 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 I'm throwing dirt, 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 I miss that dirt, 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 gotta get back to I'm it. a dirt trackaholic, call it what you call it, Saturday night, I am 
episode, Kenny Wallace on that. Dirt, 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 I miss that. Dirt, 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 gotta get back to it.